Oh my God, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. I'm here with Patsy today, a good friend of mine, also beautiful, beautiful soul, soul sister. I've known her in many, many lives. Patsy. Hi. Hi. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. We honestly had the funniest encounter when she just got here. Um, we're both like different versions of hot messes. Like she's the hot and I'm mess. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> okay, that could be fair. That could be fair. Anyways, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do. Oh well, okay. Well, my name is Patsy Barrage. Um, what do I do? Literally, before we started this, I literally said I do everything and nothing because, in a sense, I do. And I am everything and nothing because in the sense we all are. Um, but what I really do um, the most and it's the like core passion of my life is just share my story with the world so I can let others know like it's possible to pull yourself out of the depths of the darkness that you've been in. No matter what that darkness looks like. It doesn't matter if it's like we're not here to compare right? Like your darkness is your darkness, just like mine is mine. Right. And neither one of ours is darker than the others. Right. You know? And that's why other people have light in order to fill that darkness or at least help you rise to your lightest dark. Yes. yes. And so that is like my one true passion. My one true thing here is to like help everybody realize like they can take back their power and to help them be seen and heard. Yeah. Because I think that's one thing that I know I've struggled with is the fear of using my voice, trying to use my voice and it being squandered and squashed. Um, so really just like helping people just feel seen, feel heard, feel validated in how they feel. Yes. Even if it means not acting upon it, you know? So, uh, but as far as a job goes, <laughs> I am a community manager, operations manager for a really good friend of mine, Echo Summerhill. She runs a international spiritual online business as where she just helps people just really come back home to themselves, to who they are before the trauma, before the pain, before the world got to us and really just jaded us and, you know, yeah. caused maybe some pain and experiences that have altered who we were when we first were born. So absolutely. Yeah. I could totally see why y'all would be such like a beautiful pair when it comes to a work relationship mm -hmm. too. Like, different versions of coming through, oh, overcoming, absolutely. becoming. Definitely, definitely. And it's one thing I love somehow or another, the way that I have surrounded myself with people who, I don't want to say complete me, but in a sense, they, they carry the like counterparts that maybe I don't carry or that like, I wish I had more of. Yeah. And so like one thing that um, a lot of people in my work circle carry is just like, they have a lot of fire. They have a lot of just like this, and I'm very passionate, mm -hmm. but it's not very, it doesn't come out as like fiery. As in a fierce. Sense. Like, yeah. okay, I could see that. You know, but it's, it's there and mm -hmm. I feel it like within my emotions, right? Like yeah. I'm a passionate lover. And whenever I grieve or when I'm sad, like, bro, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> I am down as dark and as deep as it can get. There's right? not much like in between. No. Yeah. I definitely I feel the full spectrum of emotions, like any. 24-hour period. Yeah. Every 24-hour uh, period. Uh, I totally uh, get it. I totally get it. But it's nice to see, like, their um, their passion and the way that they channel that passion and how it comes out. And it's it's inspiring to me, right, to see the way that you channel your passion and your yeah. go-getter energy. It's different than mine. You know, my right. go-getter energy is a peaceful home and a happy marriage. Yes. And, like, that's the thing that I'm like, 
And I girl, that, I have right? to tell you, as somebody who is um, a hot mesco getter, like I envy that shit. I watch your <laughs> stories and I'm like, man, that looks real nice. And then I come into my office, I'm like, shit, okay. Well, over here, I'm going to look over here because this looks nice, you know? Hey, and don't forget, like what you see in my stories, like what you see on Instagram. Okay, that's fair. Very much is a, a curated, or what I've just done is just cleaned that entire room yes okay that's fair which you know but that's double knocking out therapy for you and your home and yourself so and it's a double-edged sword at the same time because it's also learning how to show up in the mess learning how to show up like like it's okay okay i get that and for for me there is a big let me make sure everything is aesthetically pleasing and perfect. So yeah. like, there's nothing that anybody can poke apart and pull apart. Right. Yeah. It's that, that inner perfectionist in me that is good in a sense of like showing up in my work ethic. And, you know, I, I try to produce quality content, whatever it is in my yeah. work and in my. Sweet. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> yes. <where we> <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you. I'm so glad. Cute, successful struggle. <laughs> Literally. I know. <laughs> the only reason why I remember is because it was like the most emotional time of my life, right? So right. Like, I remember emotional times. Right. But yeah, it was one of those, you know, what initiated me really into my sobriety journey was in 2014. I lost my brother to suicide. And um, you might want to put a trigger warning at the beginning of that too. But, um, you know, he decided to... He navigated his own battle with PTSD, with, you know, um, being in the military. He was a Marine. He came home and just navigated his own trauma over there. And, you know, the civilian transition from soldier to civilian, from Marine to civilian, you know, is nobody knows except for the ones that do it. it. Right, right. Um, You know, I can't sit here and say that I I know, but I can only imagine, right? Right. Um, So he struggled with that for years and ultimately lost the battle to that and um i took a head dive down to the bottle of a down to the bottom of a bottle of jameson and i lived there for the next four years um and then in 2018 i decided to get sober i drank myself into pretty much like a alcohol poisoning um on father's day weekend and i woke up monday morning completely hungover and took myself to work got sent home from work because i was just so such a I mean talk about epitome of a hot mess yeah um and I just remember like laying on the bathroom floor the rest of the night because it was just I mean I was just detoxing and alcohol poisoning just constantly sick and I remember my husband came home at nine o'clock that night and after already bartering with God you know just to like make the pain go away yeah um my husband at the time my boyfriend walked in um now husband and I just looked at him and I was like I'm done Like, I can't keep doing this. I, for two years, had mentally been telling myself, like, something's got to change. Something's got to change. Something's got to change. Right. But nothing was changing because I wasn't changing. You know, like, my habits weren't changing. My mental game wasn't changing. I was staying the same but expecting everything around me to shift. I wanted someone to come save me. Right. I wanted the world, whoever. I just wanted someone else to do the hard work for me. Um, And it wasn't until making the decision to finally quit and the way that I quit things is I cold turkey things like just straight up all or nothing and I'm not saying that's the best way to go about things um but that's the way that mentally I had to do it right the trying to moderate trying to wing myself off all of that like it never happened it was just like 
you keep drinking. Right. You know, oh, all, what's one more? Of all or nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like literally. Very much. You know, and I joked around and said because of cheerleading growing up, the whole uh, go big or go home. Yeah. Was a cheer type thing, and uh, that like literally stuck in like for parties. For anything I did, good yes. or bad, you I know, totally can go big here. or go home. Go ham. Like, you're there. Yeah. You're there to celebrate for whatever reason. And that's, I think, what's hard, too, is we were literally, because I can definitely relate here just from my brother, but um, definitely relate in, I need a party. Like, mm-hmm. even if it's a Tuesday night at 11 o'clock and we decide to go to the local bar. All right, well, we're partying then. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. 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 And so, <clears throat> you know, it's just the moderation never worked. And so I just, I just had to cut myself off. And what I didn't know getting myself into sobriety was that the physical aspect of quitting was the easiest part. Physically cutting myself off from drinking. It was hard. Don't get me wrong. Like the, the effort to do it was there, but out of everything that I've navigated, that was the easiest part. The hardest part was the 29 years worth of trauma and emotions that I had just swept under the rug and put off to the side to make everyone else feel better. Right. Just Patsy's okay. I'm good. Don't worry about me. Yeah. Let me be the good little girl. Let me not be an issue. Let me not be a problem. Yeah. Let me keep the peace on yourself. And instead pressure internally, internally, I just had a world of turmoil. Right. And that's why I drank because I was, I, everything I felt was too much. Right. And I didn't want to feel it, you know? And I also didn't want to face it. <laughs> right. So, um, but yeah, that, you know, the emotional sobriety was, and still is the, the thing that is what sobriety is about. You know, everyone thinks it's the physical aspect of like not drinking, not doing the drug, not watching the TV. And what sobriety really comes down to is like, can you be comfortable enough with yourself to sit with yourself in silence and stillness with no one nothing like can you do that for more than five minutes girl I don't know many people who even could do that even for even for 10 minutes like even the healthiest of people I think are still so worried about other things Mm -hmm. that they're not as honed in with themselves as the journey you've taken to get from the way bottom to being so self-aware of why you believe you did these things Mm -hmm. why you believe you had to numb yourself like the self-awareness is so admirable, period, just because you make that time. It's mm-hmm. not even taking that time. Like, you make it in your very busy schedule to self-care. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people can take lessons from that. Like, whatever your addiction, just like you were saying earlier, like, people are addicted to so many things. We all have things that we're like, oh, I should probably do less of that. This wasn't here 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. But, yet yeah, it's an essential the amount of people that are workaholics yes girl you know and it's like and for what like really you're not even home enough to like lucratively enjoy what you're working so hard for do you take a vacation me man do you enjoy it with the family you know all of the things and a lot of that you know it's a mixture of, of it's an accumulation of thing right you know people in their own trauma the collective societal pressures to make x amount of dollars you know we also live in a an economy that everything costs more than what any of us make, right. you know? So right. like just to keep up, we also live in a very 3d materialistic world very and true. money does make this world go around, unfortunately, at least right now. And right. until that changes, you know, and until love is a currency, right. Which it should be. Right. <laughs> but, Naturally. Right. 
one of the most healing things, but you know, <laughs> so yeah, it's been, um, it's been a journey, but you know, one, one thing I want to mention as far as like the sobriety goes is don't expect perfection out of yourself. And I, I'm speaking to my OCD people. I'm speaking to my perfectionist people. Show yourself so much grace. Don't, don't put expect, like any expectations on yourself. Because you're going to disappoint yourself if you do. Yeah. And I say that because I've had, I've disappointed myself multiple times over the last six months. Not just with my sobriety, but just like in general, right? And I've come to the realization that the reason why I was angry was because I was disappointed in myself, right? Like it was disappointment because I wasn't living up to this standard of perfection that I've placed on myself. No one else in the world has. I've placed it on myself. But because... I've had alcohol in the last six months. There's this level of like, can you even claim sobriety? You know, because yeah. there's this, and it's not because of anybody else in the world. It's because of my own, my own inner turmoil of like, can you even share about this if you're not a hundred percent abstinent? You know, man, I could definitely see that pressure, and I see the like internal turmoil that you're like struggling with through that, and. I, I don't know the self-awareness and like the vulnerability you have and the openness that you have like that's honest how many people who do claim you know I was I am an alcoholic I haven't had a drop in 20 years who who is to say that they're being 1000% honest mm-hmm. instead of being vulnerable like you know I, I had a moment or yeah. what whatever the case is like I feel that I think people need more transparency and unfortunately I'm a very transparent person too and people think that they can run through us Mm -hmm. not realizing that we're glass and it's gonna fucking hurt yeah and that's you know that's been the biggest thing is like the online sobriety community and then people who are not even navigating their own road of recovery love to speak up right whenever they probably should be navigating their own road of recovery with something even if it's not alcohol i couldn't agree more you know what i mean like maybe they're maybe they're just negative 24 7 they're addicted to the cortisone hormone being released in their body you know so they, they chase the chaos yeah but you know there's this fear of showing up and and that vulnerability being just beaten up you know because like my thing is like I want other people to know like you don't have to be perfect in your sobriety journey you if you can make it 20 years without a single drop high fucking five right admirable so admirable like absolutely I'm looking up to you like go you right Right. like I and I also say this like (laughs) note just because I navigate my own and I've had an alcoholic beverage a time or two or 15 times or 80 times like doesn't matter within my own journey I'm not giving you the right to like go fall off the wagon either you know what I mean this is not this is not a this is my personal journey exactly and whenever I go into the reasoning of like why I drank I had my own conscious awareness around why I was choosing to drink it wasn't because like I know in the moments that I am so emotionally upset and in turmoil and just like chaotic I refuse. I will not allow myself to even go to a restaurant to even potentially be tempted, right? Right. That'll never happen. But whenever <clears throat> I decided to do it this last go around, mine was at a soul like sole place of curiosity. I no one talks about this either. No one talks about sex and sobriety. Yeah, true. <laughs> 
True. Like, when you go from doing drugs and alcohol, that changes your perspective, your perception, the way you view things, your reality, and then you have to, like, come back to, like, actual reality. That's a shift. That's a transition. Like, there is a grieving process of, like, the old you that you didn't even realize was about to happen. Dang, yeah. And, And so, like, over the last five years... I've been navigating sober sex and that within itself has, you know, been its own task, right? It's been its own journey. I'm also married. Mm -hmm. That in itself is a whole nother journey. It's a whole nother task living with another human being day in and day out. Right. Forever. Right. We've been together for 10 years. So like sometimes we like, we bump heads, you know, and sometimes we don't want to be around each other and sometimes we work too much and. Sometimes I'm emotional and I'm just like, get away from me. Totally. Or hold me. Right. Or both. Or both. Get away and then hold me. Or give me a hug Feed and then me go from away. A distance. Yes. I can totally relate. <laughs> and then you feel annoying, but also like, no, this is my needs. Like, stand in yourself. Stand in yourself. Yes. You know, and so, you know, that's been one of the big things. It was like, you know, one of my things with drinking was it really was a liquid courage with my sexuality. There was like this this freedom that I felt within to just not care about my body yeah. and what it looked like. And I grew up in a world where everything was external, right? Pageants, dance competitions, piano, like everything was like what you produced, what you look like, how you sit, what your, yes. everything was external. So like that's programmed into like my psyche yeah. to care about what I look like, yeah. my external, right? And I also think that because that's all I focus on, that everyone else around me is doing the same thing. Interesting, that's not yeah. the truth. That's Literally, true. like, so the world does, I'm not that special. The world doesn't care that much about what I look like. You know what I mean? You have people that are going to say stuff online. and Right. But at the end of the day, like, when I'm walking through the store, not everybody is like, right. like, Patsy, you're not that special. Well, you know what I mean? I don't even know if it's you're not that special so much as it's like conditioned thinking and yeah. how some people are brought up because and I have all clients I... like that that are, they'll come in all prim and proper. They're in their 70s. And man, I'm just like this gremlin doing their hair and they love what I do and p- produce. But I have no doubt they're like, damn girl, put on some lipstick. Like I have no doubt because my grandmother was the same way. Like yes. lipstick before you're out the door. And yeah. I'm more like I brush my hair. Like, and I, And I was raised very, very... And I, again, like all of this, anything that I will say about like the way that I was raised is like all coming from my parents' conditioning and their their parents' oh, conditioning, yeah. right? Like this is just a generational thing that's been passed down. Yes. No one's at fault for anything. No. This just. That's the thing about conditioned thinking in exactly. general. Like we're taught like this is blue and that could be orange <laughs> as fuck, but somebody <laughs> said it's blue since right. we were a child. And when we're an adult, we have the choice. Is this blue or is this orange? Right. Like, and that's such a stupid way to put it, but, but it's, it's, it's true. It really like, if case. you're told this is what it is, just like, I mean, I could go so, down so many different hallways, but even, mm-hmm. you know, for Pride Month alone, exactly. like, you like a man, you're wrong. You're going to hell. Yeah. Like, man well, and, and man, woman and woman, like, moving, who fucking cares? Move into religion and sexuality. Yes, you know? girl. Like, the tabooness around <sighs> masturbation or yes. pleasure, just pleasure in general, right? Mm-hmm. So, like... So many different conditionings, right? It's so true. And a lot of that, a lot of that has, and I'm in the process of like reconditioning and reprogramming myself around like the things that truly matter. Cause like on a conscious, logical level, I know what matters, right? Right. But like, I don't embody that knowing yet. Like at a core level, like 
my soul does not like not my soul but like me within does not feel worthy like I feel like I need to continue to show up looking a certain way and my body needs to look a certain way and like my clothes and all this kind of stuff and so you pile all of that on and then just the emotions with being sobriety and there's just internal pressures you know I like we've stated just I'm a perfectionist recovering people pleaser yeah. You know, and of course, what do I want to do in a marriage? I want to make sure my husband's happy. Right. I want to make sure he's pleased sexually. Right. Who does it? You know, at least, I mean, I love the guy. So, of course, right. I want to make sure he's taken care satisfied of. satisfied right? in whatever means he needs. And I right. want to make sure I'm taken care of right. as well. You know, and so it's been, it has been a journey. Oh. And to the whole thing of religion and sexuality, you know, I grew up where it was just so taboo. You know, it wasn't talked about. Yes. It was kind of looked down upon for self-pleasure and masturbation and um of course porn was like definitely looked down upon and I have my own trauma just disregard childhood and and my own feelings around porn um but like all of that just like plays into everybody and their insecurities around their body not just me right Right, men and women absolutely and so all of that to say you know my husband and I decided let's have a few drinks Mm-hmm. Let's have let's have two or three drinks just mm-hmm. to see, right? Yeah. And it was great. We had a great night. It was fun. Did we have our liquid courage? We sure did. And right. we had a wonderful evening together. And then we woke up the next morning feeling like crap. Yeah. Just absolute crap. We ate. We did everything you're quote unquote supposed to do right. when you have a drink, right? Don't drink too much. Eat, blah, 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 water, all the things. And we still felt like crap the next day. And I looked at him and we 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 went out and did that. Um another time two more so we did it a total of two times and I just remember just looking up at him and just being like it's just not worth it yeah I was like we've got to figure out something else for us to be able to connect like that yeah without this yeah. because like the way that we feel afterwards is just not worth it especially after four and a half years of right. not putting it into my body that you know? absolutely makes it's literal toxins literal poison yes and my body was like Hey, yo, bitch. Yeah. What are you doing? Right. I don't like, like it. Why did you think this was a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was not a good idea. Yeah, man. You know, but also at the same time, the thing that I, the, the reason why I'm okay with it now, once I addressed my disappointment in myself, mm-hmm. is I didn't hide it from my husband. He's the only person I care about, yeah. right? His, his word and what he thinks as of right now is the only thing besides myself that I right. care about. And so making a decision with him, an informed, conscious, aware, sober decision with him about that was like, okay, like people are going to judge. That's fine. But this is my choice. And like, this is our choice together. I'm not hiding anything from you. So I don't feel any like shame or guilt around that. Mm -hmm. The only like shame that I felt was like from myself because I wasn't being perfect. Hmm. That was the only shame that I was feeling. And so very interesting. So like looking back, it was a te- it was a teaching experience. Yeah, you know, do I want to do it again? No, absolutely right. not. Like, it was a lesson. My body, my heart is mm-hmm. good with no alcohol in. Like the physical reaction my heart had, I was like, no, I'm good. We don't want this anymore. It's so interesting because it's like almost like uh, a PTSD to reconnect because this is how we used to connect. So mm-hmm. let's see if we have a night out, if we can reconnect in the same manner. That's so interesting. Yeah. That's so interesting. And it's also, like, the one thing that I thought was interesting was, like, the... So, like, my body has stored trauma from my years of drinking, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm only four, going on five years <clears throat> of the sobriety. 
And like, that's not enough time for my body to recover from the years of abuse, for my nervous system to recover from the years of abuse. So I also feel like putting that alcohol into my system, like on a physical level, disregard the energetics and like everything else. It like my body was just like, almost like fight or flight mode all over again. Interesting. Like it went into shock and it was like, no, we're on the recovery road. Like this isn't supposed to be coming into our system, you know? And my heart gave me a physical, like, (laughs) we don't want this. Like, I was having heart palpitations and, like, anxiety and all that kind of stuff. And then on the energetics, like, it was just messing with me mentally. You know, I could feel, you know, when you don't get your way and you're a little, the little, little patsy wanted to come out and just get the last word, you know, and, or, or, you know, like, just small little things, you know, you just start to see how your inhibitions are different and lowered and whatever it is you know it just it just messes with you completely differently and so looking back you know I'm still navigating and I haven't shared it like on my social media page or anything you know and I'll get there when I do but at the end of the day like my main focus is coming back and being solid within myself yeah so I can withhold and like withstand any negativity that wants to come my way any critique any criticism like you're a boss dude and it's hard it is right? hard. like it's so hard because so everybody self-work. loves everybody loves to give their opinion right whether it's good bad or indifferent right you know everyone loves to give it i love to give it mm-hmm. you ask me my opinion i'm two seconds i'll tell you <laughs> right thanks right. for asking <laughs> what's the topic yeah like let's go yeah um but you know it's like learning to be able to stand in integrity and remain who you are disregard the circumstances around you yeah disregard the world falling apart around you are you going to fall apart with it or are you going to remain in your sovereignty and your power uh it's so good that's so good so this is like this is my this is my start to standing in my sovereignty and power my my story and my journey and the fact that i'm not perfect and if the people want to say that I can't claim five years, high five to them. They right. can say that. But for me, like, I'm not throwing away five years worth of progress because of three or four nights right. of alcohol. Right. You know? And the crazy thing is, is, I never even got drunk on any of those nights. I was about to say. I, you know, I like, it's know, so much man. moderation. Like, yeah. it was never, like, I, I never got, I can, I can at least proudly say I've not gotten drunk and made a fool of myself in five years yeah. you know what I mean and like that's a big step in itself right you know I've, I have felt the inebriation like I've started to like feel that buzz on you know whenever I was with my husband on that third drink I was like looking at him like dude I'm done right like, the last. <laughs> I can't no more but it was also one of those like I said like very much a learning lesson yeah so well I think there's a lot of people too who like do claim sobriety who 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 are sober mm-hmm. who have been an alcoholic and let's say they have gone five years and they fall off the wagon but then they go down a downward spiral they don't take the lesson they see it as they failed and what's the fuck the point because that's five years wasted of sobriety exactly. you give me and i'm sure so many fucking people like inspiration that no like uh, get knocked down but I get up again like <laughs> exactly. that song lives rent free yes. in my head because I do and you do yes. and I think and anybody who's going to strive to better themselves in whatever manner that may be like whatever they do struggle with <laughs> it's the self awareness that's going to have you rise above have gonna have you be successful through the struggles not weigh you down and call yourself failure like yes oh my god no and like it's like this is my one reminder to people 
we are having a fucking human experience. We are all human beings having our own experience. Not a single one of us is better than the other. We are all navigating our own demons, our own darkness, our own journey. Like, some of us are just more in the inner work than others, right? Like, that's the only difference. Don't expect perfection out of yourself. Like, obviously, if you fall down, hey, take the time that you need, rest, recalibrate, ask yourself, okay, what led to me here? You know, yes. have have your teaching moment, but then get back up, right? Have right. your why. What is your why for life? Like what drives you? What pushes you to like keep going? What wakes you up in the morning besides yes. your like natural ability to wake up? Right. Like what literally causes you, pushes you to get out of bed? Right. You know, and if it's not anything that's worth chasing or going after then maybe maybe you, need to, maybe you need to sit down with yourself and have some of that that stillness that we were talking about yes. earlier and, and figure that out yes. you know and like everyone's it's going to be different right echo my boss she has this massive mission for the world right and she is she is doing it and i love it i am so glad to be a part of it but that's not my that's not my mission in the world right, right? my mission in the world is to cultivate like this smaller more intimate sense of like peace and love and well-being in like my relationships yes like I want I want it in my my interconnectedness right yes I'm standing on a lot smaller stage and I'm so happy on this stage right and and, and that's where I'm meant to be yes right I'm not out chasing anybody else's version your version echo's version my husband's version of success right. my version of success is like me yes. this inner peace I love that like who can I be and how can I get back to me to just, like, all I want to do is just spew out love everywhere I go, right? And, like, just smile at somebody. If I can drop them 20 bucks or $5 because I'm not a millionaire, right? right? So, like, I've even been thinking about taking just, like, $100 and breaking it up into five envelopes and just writing a note of, like, hope you have a great day. Yeah. Literally, hope you have a great day. Just spreading love. Just handing it, you know, put it on a car or just handing it to somebody like, because you never know. And it's like, not even to people that I like, I think need it or anything of that nature. It's like, who wants to be thought about, you know, like everyone, just this little sign of like gratitude and appreciation. And like, who knows, you could have just had a flat tire and had to buy four new tires and someone blesses you with $20 and you're like, dang, that's nice. That. You know, I like that. I just like, dropped a thousand reinforcement and somebody thought of me and I got a little bit back like right. instantaneously. Cool. Yes. You know, like it's th- those are like the small but big impacts oh my that gosh. I want to make in the world. You're just a, literally such a thoughtful person when it comes to just little things to make things smile. Mm-hmm. It was the day before your birthday. Last time we were sitting in the shop and you brought me flowers. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know, and I had just lost my grandma and right. that was so sweet. And I know that it was for that. But at the same time, you know, I'm over here like, what a hot mess. Like, yeah, I'm going to blow this shit out. It's going to be the best. I'm like, so here when we're here. But then my mind's like so all over the place yeah. that I don't even have the thought like where, let me get her a cupcake quite like oh. that until like I'm literally sitting with you and you walk in with flowers and I'm like ah that see but you're inspirational mm-hmm. is my point like my brain doesn't quite think that that type of thoughtful but it may encourage it I'm easily encouraged and um inspired by people who do have um that thoughtfulness in a different manner right their and brains think a little bit differently where I'm like ooh, let me have a slice of that <laughs> like, let me put that up in here for next time like well, that's I also, love that. it's also what I really love about figuring out people's like love language, right? Yes. So like 
one thing that's helped my husband and I is like I've learned his love language and I'm learning how to love him in his love language. Yes. Because like I can love him in my love language all I want, but like that's not how he wants to receive love. Right. That's not. Like, and he's thankful for it, but there's still just that something missing. But the, right. yeah. So like his is more of like quality time and acts of service. Right. So if he comes home after being outside working all day to a clean house. Yes. That's good enough for him. Yes. He doesn't need much more than that, you know, as where he comes home from a day's worth of working and I'm sitting here, babe. Right. Let's go out. Let's right. go do something. <laughs> I've been at I home need all love. day. Let's be together. Love me. Oh, we yes, have four dogs. Can I too. be the fifth? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because absolutely. I'm just as emotionally needy as them. <laughs> yes. You know, totally so. <laughs> so it's one of those... Um, Really, and so, like, it's learning how to, like, love people in their love language whenever you have those, like, close, intimate ones. But also, like, don't be afraid to just love on people the way that you love to love on people, right? Yeah. Like, I love, if I can just make somebody smile, you know, like, that makes me happy. So, I don't care what it means. If it means $20, a bouquet of flowers whenever your heart's hurting, yeah. you know, it's just, like, I want people to know that, like, they're not alone, that they're yeah. being thought of, you know. And, of course, I can't do it for everybody. Right. You can't do it for your entire clientele list you've got so many people and there's just one of you right right you're you're my one stylist right so it's different for me to think about just you right you know that's that's such a good point that really is such a good point and I used to think about that a lot you know as as a bartender you know that it was just like I could remember people's drinks but everyone would come in and it was just like they would remember all of these small things about me and I'm like I don't remember your name. Right. I just remember you drink Miller Lite. Dude, that's but association. Also, yeah. But I also worked at an airport with millions of people coming through all the time. Like, that's true. It's un- unobtainable for me to even think of that. So. I mean, even in the chair with a new guest, it usually takes me two, three, sometimes four uh, <laughs> times for me to be like, oh, Janet's coming in. You know, it just... I, but as soon as I see them, or if I was smart enough to write down their formula, then I'm like, oh, okay, this is Janet. Like, I got it now. I got the face. But I can totally get that. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's weird how we categorize and remember things, too. But that's what makes us all so unique. Yeah, and exactly. Whatever. Yeah. So, it's just, it's been a journey. And, you know, it's just one of those, of course, like, that's what the human experience is. It's yeah. all a journey. And I think once we can all get back to that, like, remembrance of, yeah. like, this is just a journey where there is, there's multiple destinations on the way. Right. But like the journey is the destination as right. cliche as it is. It's the it freaking is. truth. It is. And it's like, you've got to learn to find the gratitude and the joy and the appreciation within all of it, the struggle and the success. Okay. So I'm going to bring you to this then. <laughs> what is the epitome of your successful struggle? <sighs> what pulls you back? but also pushes you, launches you, really, especially now, you don't really get pushed. I feel like you take a second, and then you're, like, launched right back into it, right. like like Dennis the Menace style. Like. <laughs> it is. It is. It's one of those, like, I do. It's it's a moment of pullback to alchemize, to yes. recalibrate, to reset, and then it's, like, slingshot engaged, aligned action. Yes. Right? Um, but I would say the one thing for me is it's probably my pain. Yeah. Um my emotions. I, I I don't know if I can pinpoint a single emotion other than maybe pain. And I think even pain, your empathy, dude, if yeah. you were to put it, those into one word, pain and suffering, but yeah. then also it maybe it really is just empathy. Yeah, that's a very, and all yeah, that that entails. Absolutely. And it's just one of those, like I feel so much on such 
an extreme level, whether it's having a conversation, whether it's meeting someone who I can see struggling at the grocery store, a freaking TV show. Oh my God, girl. I cry all the time. Everybody. I feel <laughs> like, that so heavily. My husband, <sighs> my husband comes home and he's looking at me and I'm like, just, just, it's a TV show. Leave me alone. Yes, Go girl. Go off in your room. the finale or it's the grand season. Like, it's just. I'm like, do you don't even know what's going on? You would right. be crying too. Yes. So, but with all that said, yes, it, it really is the pain. It's the, it's the, the, the ability to just like feel yeah. so deeply with everything that I feel. And because I have felt the full spectrum, I want to make sure people want one can experience the joy that's available out there. Yeah. There's so much joy and happiness. And like when you redefine your definition of success, you're going to, you're going to obtain it so much quicker. Right. Yeah. And then on the other end, the pain and the grief and the anger and just everything that we all experience in this, this world, it's like, you're not alone. Yeah. Like let's link arms and like, let's do this shit together. I love that. Okay, so then what advice, like, would you give somebody who's, who leads with their empathy, who maybe isn't able to be launched as hard through those struggles, what would you suggest to them? Protection, first and foremost, boundaries, boundaries and standards, and as a person who is navigating that uncomfortable road, good God, as a people pleaser, that road is so uncomfortable, but it's necessary, it's necessary to avoid your own inner turmoil your own inner resentment and what really ends up happening is you end up resenting yourself yes not others because of your lack of boundaries absolutely and so it's just making sure you have the proper boundaries and standards in place to keep you protected and then also just like doing the energetic work of just making sure that you're protected call back your power to you after every public interaction you have you know like constantly whatever your belief is prayer manifestation like god universe whatever you want to talk call it like prayer your voice your words have so much power yeah so just speak life into your life speak protection over oh, your body that. you know mm-hmm. like even if you're not woo woo or witchy or whatever right. like use your words ask just simply ask manifestation man. yeah you yes. know like it's the law of attraction and there's just like all these different just all these different things and so yeah just biggest thing is just boundaries and protection first and foremost. (laughs) What's the worst advice you ever had? Oh, don't ever change. Love that. Worst advice. Always change. Always change. Always change. Be a different version than you were yesterday. Love that. What's the best advice you ever had? Oh, fuck. (laughs) Lord. So much. So much. The best advice that I've ever had. You know what? My brother is the one that comes into play for this. Oh, I love that so much. So, and this is the most randomest thing. Yeah. But I actually listened to it. But he told me when I was really young, don't get married unless you know. Oh, like, I unless love that. you know, right? And as an emotional person, right? I lust, um, smooth talkers, sweet talkers, like oh, all of yeah. that, right? Like, my emotions can lead me astray real fast yes. and tell me that I'm in love when I'm not, right? Oh, totally. So there was this really big thing that he was always just like, just make sure you know, like before you decide to take that big step, that's a big decision. He's like, just make sure you know. And then for that. all of my craziness, I waited and I waited and I got my unicorn and yeah. I'm happier than ever. So, I love that. <laughs> so yeah, that's the best advice I think I ever got. I love that. <laughs> I love that it came from your brother too. I just love that so much. That's and I so love, cool. I love that it's around love yeah. and marriage, which of course, like 
you know, as a little girl, as a core, like, that's just what I wanted. I just wanted a happy marriage. I wanted a happy yes. life, happy yes. family, you know? That's what I, that's what I dreamed of. It wasn't these big, own my own company and, you know. Yeah. Those, those things are great. Absolutely. But Those come alongside, they grow from a yeah stable grounding yeah. of marriage too yeah. and i mean i could go on about chris but i know i'll be talking to you again <laughs> so like i won't dive in too much but i mean he's an entrepreneur mm-hmm. i totally relate and i am in awe of anybody who takes the time to like see something that everybody else maybe okay yeah maybe go for it but then you're like no i'm going for mm-hmm. it and here it is now yeah. like this is a badass that's what you get when you get a boy boss and yeah. a boss babe, yeah. you know? you know, and, like... I'll be bossing. That's also <laughs> another thing, too, though, to say is, like, people get so... And this is, like, random thought that just came in, but, like, people get so caught up in the avenues of which they receive abundance or success, right? They think they can only receive it in a financial currency. Yes, girl. Or by, by, by physically showing up to a job and working, right? Like, they forget of the other ways of, like, someone buying them a coffee, marrying somebody... That is a channel to yes. a road of success and an avenue of success that I may have never had, right? Because right. he is the go-getter. He is, like, the CEO, the entrepreneur. Yeah. And I'm just the home skillet in the background keeping all the ducks in a row. Right. And being the solid foundation for yes. my man whenever he needs that. Just like he is for me whenever I need it. He's, right. like, the emotional solidarity. And I bring him back, and I'm like, okay, let's think about them as human beings for a moment. Right. You know, and like. And that brings y'all both back to home. Yes. Different solid foundations y'all both need, and that's. Yin yang, for sure. Balance. Yes, girl. <laughs> yes. I was saying, I was thinking the same. I meant to say that earlier, but when you were talking about, like, uh, the women that you surround yourself mm-hmm. with and what they bring and what you don't and what they lack and what you have, and it really is a balancing act. And, like, when your skill is overflow with, like, you either got to take something off or put something heavier with yes. love or hell, more valuable in weight mm-hmm. to balance you back out. Yeah. I think that's fucking cool, man. Yeah. It's good. It's good to have that like that group of people around you that can dream big with you, that can hold the bigness of your dreams, but yes. that can also keep you stable and grounded and remind yes. you of like your power yes. when you're in the hard times, you know? It's like, okay, we're in the depths right now. But in a minute, we'll be flying high. Don't forget. Yes. That's like, I really came to this revelation kind of last year, but there's dreams and there's goals and all goals start as a dream. Mm -hmm. And first you have to think it up. You got to think about it. You got to marinate in it. You got to stew in it. You got to spit it at a few people. If you don't spit it at the right people, they're going to try to tear you down. Well, is it still a dream? Okay. Well, what do we need to do to make it a goal? How do we make this achievable? What do we need to do? What do we need to move? What do we need to get accessibility accessibility to in order to flourish what was once a dream but is now a goal because mm-hmm. a dream you only think about and a goal that's what makes a dream a reality mm-hmm. uh i think that's fucking cool yeah i mean a dream like like you said or a dream ain't nothing but just a dream or, no i'm sorry a goal ain't nothing but a dream without aligned action yes you know and it's like that's what i think that's what a lot of people get so distracted with when especially within like the spiritual world yeah is you know oh manifestation i'm just gonna sit here and say these pretty thoughts to myself and like you know try to think positive thoughts and be but it's like you know of course we always have to go back like what is your home frequency like who are you when no one's looking right that's what you're really attracting right not this like happy-go-lucky love and light persona that you're giving out right you know so it's first and foremost that that's why the inner work is so important yes girl but, you know, you got to check that. But then also, you're sitting here saying all these things. But, like, 
what are you doing? Yeah. You're wondering why your prayers aren't getting answered by God, but are you, like, taking action? Are right. you taking advantage of the opportunities he's landing in your, like, throwing in your lap? Yes. You ask for patience, but are you keeping your patience whenever you're being tested? Right. <laughs> you're not just going to, uh, like, be handed this bouquet of patience. You're going to be right. handed a bouquet of tests. Yes. And to you must practice. pass those tests. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's a muscle that you have to build. Discipline. Yes, patience. Like, mm-hmm. all of it. Consistency. They're just muscles you have to build. This is so true. You know? So good. And consistency, as weird as it sounds, is you have to build it with fucking consistency. I know. <laughs> I know. So, like, such a frustrating statement. <laughs> I know, but it's true. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you, Patsy. I can't wait to talk again. You've been amazing. You always are. And I'm just so excited to, well, have you back and just see how this year goes for you. And it's going to be good. Same here. Yes. I know. We are in a very we're like little plants and we're just growing right next to each other our branches touch sometimes <laughs> exactly it. no it is and it's one of those like i for sure see this year as you know especially because we're being around the same age mm-hmm. you know we've navigated a lot of similarities just because of like age wise and then yeah. of course on top of that just our own other similarities but it's just so crazy to see the transition of life yes and like i feel like we're we're just now coming out of our cocoons yes like girl. we've literally been in cocoons for so long like we thought we were out in our 20s but no. like that was that was a joke no that was such a joke <laughs> we were such little caterpillars literally, just trying to figure it out like totally uh, not even having our footing yes nothing. and i yes. feel like now we're Carrying s- all this weight on these little legs yes like, yes girl miserable oh, and such we're a good just analogy. now it's like we're we've gotten like one of the little wings out. We're starting to get one of the other, you know, and they have to learn how to like walk Shimmy. with their wings yep. and like use them again. And I feel like that's where we're at in the rest of this year. I truly do see it just being like an, a a year full of liberation. I totally agree. And what do you get in the process of liberation is a lot of trying times potentially, yes. right? A lot of tests. Yes. But what do you get on the other side is that true inner liberation freedom that butterfly flying around yes, just girl. as happy as can be yeah you're about to be just boop, be bopping around right. as happy as can be <laughs> and now we're not like ew what is that now no. we're like a beautiful butterfly Look at my wings. yes <laughs> i love that we flip for our wings <laughs> hair flip yes i mean it's the appropriate place it is <laughs> okay well i'm gonna shut this down do you have anything you'd like closing statement wise no, just thank you so much and i love you oh i love you so much this was so fun yes. <laughs> okay cool <laughs> I love it.